This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Do you want to do a little sing-song intro to this, Tom? Yeah, I was just going to go Yeah, yeah, yeah Welcome to the world for now Podcast bonus episode Oh, yeah we on a bonus flex. Watch we get wrecked. Come on now as we select some emails from the people out there. Come on, yo. Don't be scared. It's the wolf and the owl. The owl and the wolf. Oh, okay, that's enough. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listening to the wolf and the podcast. <laughs> wolf and owl. Bonus ting. On the remix. Okay. Sexy chat from Rum and Tom, who are like brothers. <laughs> two different styles <laughs> fucking loving oh, it right. oh you know what i'm just gonna quickly just say we're recording this straight after our last episode no i've really got i've got a case of the giggles it's, uh, yeah you have last yeah. by the way you're the if you feel like there's a disconnect between tom and us because tom's internet is is currently being run off a fucking yeah i, I yeah. don't know what it's been run off it's like steam power today or some shit it feels like I'm Doc and you're Marty McFly and I've gone back in time and we're still trying to sort of keep in combination. Mm. Out of the two of us, who do you think we're... I'd probably be, be Marty McFly and you'd be Doc. That would be more of the thing. I don't know, actually. In some ways, I'm quite Yeah, like I would Doc. say you're, 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 more, you're more likely... I'd say you're definitely more likely to get off with your mum than I am. Um, LAUGHTER Thank you. <laughs> what a sweet thing to say. <laughs> oh, she'll be touched. She'll be really happy with it. Um, uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, this is from Stuart L. Okay. Okay. Uh, hi guys, hope you're both well. I've got a serious question for you. Although this is music related and maybe suited to your other podcast. 
no, because we don't take emails on the other podcast. I'm also interested to hear Tom's opinion on this. Firstly, I am homosexualite. I, I wouldn't say it's the thing that defines me. In fact, I'd like to say it wasn't in the top 10. Obvious hang-ups aside, I'm a huge drum and bass fan and was a, re- a semi-regular gig and rave goer until knocking the drugs and booze on the head around three years ago. I've been listening to a lot of DMB lockdown sets on YouTube. And while I thoroughly appreciate the art and skill of the MCs in question, it's extremely disappointing to hear homophobic lyrics still in 2021. What are your thoughts on this? Have you ever been a fan of anyone or anything but soured on it when you felt let down or disappointed? Thanks again for the podcast. Stuart. Tom. Wow. Over to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Stuart. Um, I'm, I've never been a massive... I don't mind a bit of drum and bass. I'm, I'm quite a big country music fan now. I like a bit of country music. And yeah, sometimes I find some of the ethos that comes from some of the... Uh, some of the people in the country music scene a little wrong it's it's a tough one isn't it that because i suppose we we talked i think we talked about this when i did hip-hop save my life like how and i've heard obviously most episodes of that and the lyrics on that sort of i suppose you, you know how much you're holding those people accountable for the sort of the views they have the lyrics they have it, it can sort of like sully sully those tracks and sully it a little bit you know um i mean that's that's if i'm honest with you i guess it's it's you know, it's sort of part of the course. It's I, that's just why I think that Killer Mike's a G. I love Killer Mike for that. Um, Rom, I mean, you're the musical expert. Tom, first of all, I who are your who are your country artists that you listen to at the moment? I love Willie Nelson a lot. I mean, I've, I've have you ever had the song? Uh, have you ever seen Lorraine? Uh, no, I haven't. I wanna know. Have you ever? It's not actually. It's, it's have you ever seen the rain? But I've made it. Have you ever seen Lorraine? Because I just sort of think it's quite funny. Um, How much do you like Willie Nelson? Yeah. Bearing in mind that you're willing to sort of bastardize this song like that. <laughs> no, I mean it's not. That's what I love about country music is it's like eight songs and they all sort of rotate around. Yeah. Yeah. Dolly Parton will sing it. Willie Nelson sings it. Garth Brooks sings it. Yeah. Got Yeah. But I like the tone of the country music. Do you know what I like about country music is the fact that it. There's, I just like the fact that they're so open and honest about how they feel about mm. feeling low and down and sort of, you know, I quite like that about it. It's quite, I always, it makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. And and also this is, this is the, the most I've seen you elucidate about music ever, uh, including the time when you came on to Hip Hop Saved My Life as a reported <laughs> hip hop fan. when we essentially <laughs> danced around the fact that you'd only really heard of Snoop and Dre. Um, no, I've heard of loads of different hip <laughs> I'd heard of Tupac. <laughs> Warren J. You know what? I, I just, I like what I like. Oh, look, you're one of those guys that you you can be found once lockdown's over, you'll be found in a record shop, you know, you know, talking about sort of more obscure people. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a popularist. I like, you know, I like sort of stuff that people tell me to like. <laughs> That's how I roll with my music taste. I, I'm still a big believer in the charts. <laughs> so I will still go, oh, yeah, what's what's everyone listening to? Yeah. Oh, I'll follow that lead. Uh, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. You're not, that's how I roll yeah, yeah, stuff. No, that's, it's not how you roll. That's not a, that's not even a decision, is it? Um, no, but in, in all seriousness, uh, Stuart, to answer your question, um, I cannot, I cannot imagine what it's like to be listening to something that you enjoy and have who you are slated like that. I mean, it's it's a it's a horrible thing. So, and and look, you know, as Tom said, we talked about a lot on Hip Hop Saved My Life, where like 
I sort of think to myself, I don't know if I can listen to music where women are being spoken about like this, you know. And 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 when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I didn't have those issues. You know, I just listened to whatever and I and in my head I just thought, well, it's entertainment and who gives a shit. And uh I've slightly changed my opinion on that now. Um I sort of think it is I have been a fan of stuff that I've been disappointed on, but like I remember this is this doesn't this isn't very this doesn't paint me in a great light. But like so Ice Cube did an album called Death Certificate. And Death Certificate's an incredible record. It's an amazing album. It's 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 one of the best hip hop albums ever, I think. But there is a track on it called Horny Little Devil that is, you know, arguably quite racist. Do you know what I mean? And at that time, I remember being shocked about it even at that time. And the way I dealt with it is I compartmentalized it by just going, this is just entertainment. But it was easy for me to do that because Ice Cube wasn't being racist about me. Do you know what I mean? So, um, look, I, I don't really have, the truth is I don't really have an answer for that question. All I would say to you is, um, it's it, it's just, it's it's up to you, isn't it? It's like, it's there's no black and white to this. I, I did a thing about, I did a, a show about Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor's like my favourite stand-up of all time. But there is no question that the way that Richard Pryor tr- treated almost all of the women in his life was horrendous. And so you go, the question you've got to ask yourself is, are, how much are you willing to accept in terms of what that artist has done and still enjoy their art? You know, like that is, it's a difficult question to ask, but it's, you know, I, I've talked about it loads. I, I talked about Michael Jackson on my last stand-up tour uh, and I had Michael Jackson fans confront me in the street afterwards to say that what they thought I said was bang out of order and stuff. So it's a very personal decision. Um, so in answer to your question, I yes, this, I have been. Uh, go on. I'll say this, actually, jump in. Um, one of my favourite art- artists is Ed Sheeran, and he's nice about everyone pretty much. So I'd say that Ed Sheeran's someone that you could, you know, look at as, you know, his music's really good, different sort of styles, different, styles, different genres, uh, yeah. and just a nice guy to boot. So, yeah. yeah. Unless, you, unless you, you know, unless you do find the distillation of, Irish culture into a, a catchy little stereotypical ditty offensive, which I've got to be honest, I do. Next thing. <laughs> or James Bay. You could listen to James Bay. He's pretty decent about people. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Can I say, actually, do you know what? I know Tom. Tom's being, you know, Tom's sort of being willfully dickish about this. But what I would say. No, 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 no. I'm saying that I like to listen to, look, I, 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 look, I like hip hop. I like, uh, there's rap I like. There's country music. I'm not confined by one genre, but I like pop music. Yeah, you're not I, confined I, I, I by I genre. I like a little bit of everything. I know you do, but but what what I'm, where I'm saying you're being willfully dickish is that you are not as easy. You, you don't just go and like go. You do have your own opinion. I mean, you like what you like. Oh yeah, no, but I like, but, I, but my opinion is, I genuinely listen to Ed Sheeran and I like Ed, and I, there's yeah. stuff that I listen. To. I like I like Springsteen, but I, you know, but with it, I suppose you know. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a very well constructed argument that we've both said, and also I just think Stuart L. I think, as I say to a lot of people who write in, I think, do you, bro? That's a surprise. Not a surprise that he's pulled <laughs> that bit of advice out his ass. <laughs> okay, next up, hi lads. Uh, I have a dilemma I thought you could help me out with. I've been with my girlfriend now for over three years uh, and believe it's time 
for me to get down on one knee and ask that question. My dilemma wow. is that due to all the COVID restrictions, all my ideas are a no-go. Do you have any ideas on how I can make this occasion special in the current climate? We have an 18-month-old son, so potentially I could use him in any plans, but at the moment I'm struggling to think of anything that would make the situation as magical as she deserves. Thanks for all the pods. Cheers. I don't, I don't want to say... I'm so, He's only given his first name, but I'm still not going to say it because... Yeah, let's not say his name. I'm going to call you Bally. I'm going to call you Bally. Um, hey, Bally. Okay, that's, unfor- um, that's unfortunate because that is his name by coincidence. <laughs> but listen, bro. Firstly... I'd say this. Um, I, I remember when I proposed, I, I, I put so much thought into it that the actual anxiety of the... I, I genuinely went through... So I, I was going to do it in Port... I did it in Portugal, but I was going to do it at this one place. We ended up turning up to this amazing place where we'd had our first holiday. I thought that oh, it'd be so romantic on these this sort of castle overlooking the sea. You know, we'd sort of you know had an amazing time there. I turned up and there was a fucking, like... Like a, they had this sort of like old vintage festival there. It was packed full of people, and like my plans went out. And then, literally, um, the area in Portugal was hit by these fucking floods and rain, and so everything, I, everything I tried to do, it just sort of sort of fell back. And in the end, um, we went to Lisbon, and then I, you know, I'd hired out a boat, and I got this guy to, to yeah, you know, I just went out into all this different stuff, and then, but the actual anxiety. Look, I will tell you now, as a as a man, it's one of the most like worrying even like you if that person you, you've you've got a child with them and you know clearly there's a love there the actual the worry or anxiety i felt anyway of, of getting down on one knee and, and asking that question was was sort of almost crippling um and i think you know if i could do it again i think i'd have stripped some of that back and made that actually just a bit more relaxed for myself so because i think it would have like i think i i'd you know she clearly enjoyed it, but then obviously, as we know, when it comes to anxiety and anything like that, that has a bearing on your on your partner. So, number one, I'd say don't don't overthink it. You, you've clearly got a really strong relationship, and you know, sounds like you know, yeah, you know, a great young family. I'd say as well, unless you feel you have to, I wouldn't rush it and try and do it during this time uh, during COVID um, because, I, and this might just be me, but I, I kind of think. Once we're out of this, and hopefully that's going to be soon, and we we try not to talk about all of this situation on this podcast because it's not really what it's about. But I, I think that anything, I think it would just always have a bearing of like, it will always have a moment where you're talking about proposing and you're talking about getting, you know, that magical moment in your life. And it will always be, oh yeah, we did it during a lockdown. And you, I think, I think that for me anyway, I think there's a way where you can wait and you can make it a little bit more special sort of coming out of it, you know. Um, This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. But yeah, I, I think my main thing was just just think what she likes, and, and but don't overdo that, and, and and make it about the two of you as well. Make it, yeah, you know, like coming from someone who did it as a grand gesture with loads of like bells and whistles. Sometimes I wish I'd just done it a little bit more stripped back, and and I've done that a little, a little bit, a little bit more chilled, just for myself and for her, because I'm not the best person when I'm fucking riddled with anxiety. Ramesh, over to you. Well, uh, 
Bally, I am coming at it from completely the opposite uh, starting point, Tom, because my proposal couldn't have been more stripped back uh, at all, I don't think. Basically, what happened was, is I didn't plan it. I knew that I was in love with Lisa. And then one day we were watching TV and we'd been not been together for that long, but I knew that I was in love with her. And so it suddenly hit me as I was watching this thing that I wanted to get, that I wanted to marry her. And so I just said it in the moment. I didn't have a ring or anything. Um, that's See, that's, that's special, I think. It's really genuinely, I think that's... Well, th- there are advantages, there are pros and cons of that approach, right? Like Tom said, you know, he did it, he did it a grand gesture. Now, the reason that Tom... The reason that people do that as a grand gesture is, is because you want to make that moment as magical as you possibly can. And it's an incredible story, right? Now, Lisa has not got a story from her proposal, right? It's actually, I would say, almost cripplingly embarrassed. I imagine that whenever she goes, she, whenever she meets new people and the conversation, as it sometimes does, moves on to how did they propose, she probably thinks she wishes had a story that she could make up because the, the reality of it was so was so lackluster but what i would say to you is this is that the great thing about you proposing to your other half is that you are saying that i want to marry you and that is that's the that is the best thing about it right but i i I gotta be honest i do agree with tom it it's not about the bells and whistles it's not about that what you got to do is be ideas led right forget about the covid restrictions how would you like to do it okay how would you absolutely like to do it? And if that is something that you can't do in COVID restrictions, then wait. But I would say if you're thinking that you want to do some fucking, like something where you do some mad scale thing where everything happens at the same time, there's some mad, like stereotypical romantic thing happening, going on with organized bits and pieces, you don't have to do that. You really don't have to do that, man. Having said all of that, I can say this freely on here because... Uh, Lisa doesn't listen to this podcast, um, nor does anybody she knows or like. So um, what I would say, uh, if you are one of her friends listening, I'm sorry to break it to you like this, but um, what I would say is uh, next year I'm planning on like doing it properly. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I am going to do so, like a, a bit more of a grand gesture thing because sometimes I do look at how yeah, how we propose. We, and we like, mate, this is how we got married. I, I asked her basically on the sofa, right? We looked the next day for the next opportunity that the reception, like the, the, the earliest point that we could get married, right? We found a spot to, you've got to have the, the, the notice up, haven't you, for two weeks or something. So we booked yeah. a date, put the notice up the next day. Two weeks later, we went to the registry office, got married, and then just went to the pub down the road. There's about, like, about 15 of us. So It's a difficult one, though. Yeah, it's... Go on. I mean, this is, me and you are so polar opposites. So... <laughs> Like so, I mean, Catherine does listen to this podcast, so, um, um, and she knows this because we joke about it. But like, I wanted it to be perfect. I genuinely want that. Like, this is the only time I'm going to do this. I want it to be amazing. I want it to be something that's just always going to, like, she's always going to look back on as one of the most perfect. You know. So I put myself under like so much stress of like. So I like I got like a, an, like amazing car to take us down to the the docks and hired this boat. And uh, the captain of this boat was on more on edge than I was. Like, he was genuinely like, you know, because I've been in t- contact, the hotel had booked him, and he was like, oh, you know, 
oh, you know, have you, have you, have you, does she know? Is it a surprise? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, okay, I've got champagne. And he was sweating. I went, chill out, mate, because, like, you know, we're in this together now. And I, but I don't want her having really any idea what this is all about. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I sort of, like, it's the first time we'd been on a boat. So she was a bit on the edge anyway. It was like a lovely boat. Anyway, um, every time I go to, like, get a drink or sort of, like, pop downstairs. He goes, have you done it? Yeah, have you done it yet? And I was like, you need to chill out. And uh, look, what I'm thinking is um, we pull in the boat somewhere because it's a bit rock choppy out here. And, you know, you leave us to it type thing. Do you know what I mean? Because you're starting to fucking put me on even more edge than I'm under, right? Yeah. And um, uh, so he's like, okay, all right, I will um, I will, I will, think of something. I'll, I know a beautiful romantic spot. We stop in this romantic place. And... Um, uh, he basically turns around and is like, uh, you know, I'm just going to make myself scarce. I, I would say something to her. So he went up and said to her, I'm just, I'm just going to go meet some friends and go shopping. And I was like, it's fucking nine o'clock at night. Like, <laughs> he came down and I'm like, I just, I, I said, I hope we fucking said, you don't want to buy that. And I actually know something's up type thing. He said, just want to say something else. Like, no, no, just yeah. stick with that, right? So he leaves us to it. And um, we're, uh, you know, and then he, actually, he set up the whole, he set up all the music and I was like, you know, and all joking aside, I was like at the time Lego house by Ed Sheeran had become a bit of a song for us for, for a number of reasons. I was like, I want this playing. And he was like, Yo, what about this Portuguese? It starts giving me fucking ideas of songs. And I was like, look, I've got this all planned out in my mind, you know, and you know, then the champagne. Did it. So what, what I'm getting at is all of these things coming together. It all had to, in my head to be perfect. Right. And how Catherine will probably remember this will be different because it felt, it was perfect, and, and I hadn't put all these things together. And it was, you know, what I meant was the stress that I put myself under for that moment to be absolutely amazing. The coming together of the champagne at the same time, coming out as, you know, at this beautiful place where the boat had stopped, and do you know what I mean? The music playing, and all these different things is the how's it, you know, what kind of moon's going to be looking down on us? Is it going to be sunset? All these fucking things, right? But actually, the only thing was, and as you said, Romesh, is that I was asking her to spend the rest of my life with me. And then that, that's the thing that was, that, that's the biggest thing that you're doing in that. But all the other stuff, she was like, you know, for three days before that, I'm fucking just crippled with, like, oh, God, is that going to thing? Is it going to rain? Is it going to fucking, you know, are we going to be, is a boat going to fucking sink? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking all these different things. And, yeah, you know, I think it's great to do a grand gesture, but there's something I find very sweet. I genuinely find very romantic about just sitting there and just at that moment going, actually, you know what? It's something as simple as sitting here watching television. I know that you're the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I think that in itself is, there's no, like for me, there's like this fucking two, well, it's fucking months of like buying the ring and going through all this thing. You know, uh, it was beautiful and it was lovely, but I just think that that's actually quite, just a very sweet thing there of just going, actually, you know what? I've just in my mind made this decision and I'm telling you now, this is how I think it, this is what I want to do. And, you know, and that's your own story. And I think, yeah, I think that's a very special thing. Yes, okay. Let me just put the other side of the, the, the argument to that is, I could have made that decision because what, what you did was you decided that you wanted to marry Catherine or you'd love Catherine, to spend the rest of your life with Catherine and then you went to the trouble of waiting and, and organising a way for that to be right. What I did was like a pathetic little kid. I want marriage now. I want you to say yes now. I can't even bother to organise anything. I want a sofa. I want pyjamas. You say now. Are you going to marry me or not? It's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're being harsh on yourself. I think you're being harsh on yourself. 
I mean, let me say as well, Catherine organised and managed the whole wedding. Like that was, she was incredible when it came to that. I, yeah. I was done. Like, I was so, um, I'm just not great. I'm not great at organising stuff as well. And so, mm. su- I'm terrible at surprises. Yeah. I'm awful. I'll tell someone I've got them a surprise present before they've, you know, I can't, I can't just <laughs> Mate, go. I'm the same. I'm the same. If I get a surprise present, I've got to organise so it arrives so close to when I've got to deliver it to the person because yeah. otherwise I will absolutely give it away. Just by the way, when you were talking about getting a song on and the, the, the guy sort of suggesting songs, mate, this is like... So when when my dad passed away, right, we were we were sorting out the funeral, and like my dad's got like my dad's one of like nine, so a few of his brothers came over, and they're flying they're all over the world, so they're flying over from Australia and Canada and stuff to like to 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 come to the funeral, and on the my brother and I were trying to organise it, put it together, trying to look after mum as much as possible. And my uncle, he said to me, he goes to me, um, Rom, I've got some. Uh, I've got some uh, some songs that really remind me of your dad, and I was just wondering if you could play them during the funeral, just sort of a, so, sort of songs about you know about how I, how we all feel and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, do you want to just sort of uh, play me some of them? So basically, <laughs> what he done was he played me like these songs where he'd obviously only listened to the chorus, right, and sort of hadn't listened to the the verses at all because it'd be like it'd be like these R and B songs going. I miss you every day. And you'd be like, okay, cool. And they go, the touch of your body. Like, <laughs> getting all honey. Like, just like, so my brother and I was stood there like, what the fuck? Like, how do you say to your uncle on, on the day of his brother's funeral, just so you know, this sort of makes it out like you two were fucking. I just... <laughs> Oh mate, it's fucking nuts, isn't it? Stuff like that. I hope that. I mean, that's genuine. <laughs> so everyone knows, I just want uh, Romesh to sing "Missing You" by uh, by Puff at my my funeral. That's all I want. Um, I hope that advice helped, my man. Yeah, I hope that helps. Good luck, mate. Good luck. Good. And let us know. Luck. Let us know what happens. Let us know the outcome. Yeah, let us know the outcome because uh, and also an invite to the wedding. Why would you say that? That'd be great. We could turn up and we would, we're part of it yeah, now. Uh, uh, yeah, we're but part. what if you can't make that day? Well, we'll have to just chat over dates with him. Can, right? I, can, can, I, no, can I just say something? Right, this is what will happen. Right, they're going to have a wedding with the people that they 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 love. Right, uh, surrounded by the yeah. people they love. We we turn up. I'm just sort of hy- hypothesizing this. We turn up for about two minutes. It's cool. Right, it's fun. Rom and Tom have turned up to the wedding, and then we're just a fucking pest at that wedding just two people costing them money don't know anybody no no no, 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 no. this is how you see it right because you have not you've watched different movies and you've you're from a different world and i i see it like this a man here who we've given advice to is at the front of the church he's a bit nervous right he's standing there like he's just like kicking one foot to the other people are nodding at him but he still can't find that he's still on edge right george the church door's open he's like oh is this my bride me and you come in matching fucking swag suits, Tom Sweeney numbers or something. He looks up and we both nod at him in unison and smile, like almost to say, you got this, you got this. 
he smiles back and then me and you sit like sort of behind all these loved ones but in front of like his friends type thing right in the middle of the church or whatever and he just sort of like you see his shoulders just raise right and then we hear like some music and stuff we look around his beautiful brides there being walked down the aisle by his kid and he just looks at me and you and he just mouths thank you and we both give a thumbs up can i can i tell you something? have you seen wedding crashers yeah 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 i love that film yeah it's a great it's a great film right the thing that's always bugged me about that film is at the end right yeah. when vince vaughn is vince vaughn who clearly has had problems committing to a relationship right yeah. gets himself in a situation where he's getting married to the girl he yeah. loves Owen Wilson, who's supposedly his best mate, right? Who's he's yeah. been pretty selfish throughout the whole film, and just come into it, turns up and makes that wedding all about him, right? I, I remember watching that ending. I was fucking yeah. enraged by Owen Wilson's right. behaviour in that thing, right? That is exactly what you want to do to this guy's wedding. I exactly Yeah, you do. We're a small you, part. you can't be. You can't. You, no, no, no. Don't start saying small part now, right? We're talking. I'm. I'm thinking of us just f- fucking being in the background supporting this kid. You're talking about we rock up. We've bought Tom Sweeney. Neither of us own a Tom Sweeney suit, by the way. But we're both buying them for this wedding, right? We turn up there, right? Bust our way in, okay? Yeah. Give him the thumbs up, and then and then when his bride, but his bride, that he's been so nervous about proposing to that he's emailed into a podcast run by two fucking morons, right? He's so nervous that he's done that. And he mouths to us, thank you. That's that's how you see it in your head. Yeah, no, but yeah, right. I mean, I could, I've got I've got the whole day in the, in my head a little bit. Like basically outside, his wife just comes running up to us and just says, "Oh my god, thank God he emailed the podcast." And I'm like, "Look, this isn't about us; it's about you, right?" Yeah, and then we give them our gift, and then we turn up at the wedding party afterwards, and we stay for some some drinks, and you know. I have a dance with his nan and you have, you know, you're dancing with his kid. And, you know, at the end of it, we like, we're like, look, we've got to go because we've got to drive back to London or our houses. Rommel, she's dropping me at mine and then whatever. We don't want to get into the sort of driving situation or we might have had, a, you know, might have ordered a car for the day because we're both drinking. Anyway, we'll basically go up to the love couple, lovely couple and say, look, guys, thank you. May your days be filled with treasured love, loveness and happiness. Yeah, we be- wish you both well. And then we, we, yeah, and then we scarper and, yeah, and and yeah, it's, it's incredible to me that after in this fantasy of yours making the most of the day about us, that you add to that by turning to and saying it's not about us, it's about you. That it, it says so much about you that you not only want the day to be about you, but you also want to be able to claim the <laughs> the humility of saying it's not about us. No, but I was just <laughs> saying. <laughs> <right? laughs> so the whole day is centered around us. We've dominated the actual service. The brides come running up to us afters, and then, because we're humble in some way that you imagine, we say <laughs> it's not about us; no, it's about you. No, so we but, get that. We get that as well. We get that as well. <laughs> we'd, we'd probably have a joke and go, uh, "Yeah, Robert, you order the vegan meal, by the way," and that would probably be quite funny as well. But anyway, look, that's just me spitballing how the wedding might go. Yeah, sure. If you if you de- if you want to de- declare a statement of fact as a joke, then fine. I will have ordered the vegan meal. <laughs> but I hope all this helps, my friend. Um, and yeah, I hope good to luck. see you on a sunny day. Yeah, probably next year, probably next summer. So just let us know dates. Uh, 
in, in, all, in all seriousness, we're coming to your wedding. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I know him pissed it out. We're coming to your wedding. So Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. We do yeah, a podcast nice. from the wedding. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Can we be at the top table? Let's just set up a laptop and two mics. <laughs> Uh, next up, first of all, so this is from Kieran, who says that, first of all, just as a little aside, thinks that we should make the Mulberry Bag film. Well, okay, oh, wow. Um, here we go. Dear Rom and Tom, just wanted to say how much I'm enjoying the podcast. It's making work a lot easier hearing YouTube chat. Can I just say, by the way, I know that we always talk about how we don't like reading out. What are you doing? Seeing if I can make these pounds and pennies work in this plug. Okay. Coins famously silent, are they? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go on, sir. Just so you know, Kieran, I don't know what Tom's going to say. I imagine it'll be something along the lines of do you. But as I started to read your email, he wasn't even fucking making eye contact with me, just so you know. I was just trying to balance those pennies on a, okay, fine. On a plug. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like saying it'd be quite interesting if I did it. Um, that's okay. one of the things I've achieved for today. <laughs> okay just by the way i just want to say if you guys uh send in compliments at the podcast i just want you to know even though we feel too embarrassed to read them out we still read them and it's lovely okay um okay yeah. um i was wondering if there were any updates on tom's tooth situation i had a similar thing happen to me a couple of years ago on a golfing holiday in portugal well so far so tom davis we found a cocktail bar during happy hour which is televising the final day of the Ryder cup it also happened to be the last day of a holiday and on i walked back to the hotel i tripped off a curb and was unable to react in time to protect myself. Half my front tooth cracked off, yet there was no blood. That was until the following morning when I woke up to a blood-stained pillow, and after racing to the bathroom to see the damage caused, I subsequently fainted and cut my hand open on the bathroom door whilst trying to stay upright. Unfortunately, as COVID has happened since then, this is also my last trip abroad. A week after returning home, I visited my dentist, who gave me an ill-fitting, off-colour temporary replacement until he was able to supply me with a permanent crown. I was stuck with the temporary front tooth for six weeks before getting it replaced only for the dentist to not be happy with the colour of the permanent one and sent it back for a replacement, meaning there was another two weeks before getting the actual one fitted. Thankfully now you would never tell the difference and a story I have to look back and laugh at. It's also the moment I realised I was not coping well mentally and what spurred me on to seek medical help. So in a weird way, I'm kind of grateful it happened, although it was the most expensive night out I've ever had. Um, okay, go for it. So tooth-wise, Kieran, you'll be glad to hear... Um... I am back to normal. I want to do a big shout out actually to the dentist in question. Um, he was incredible. Uh, yeah, very sensual, very caring. Um, and yeah, he's got um, my tooth back to its you know, normal uh, normal way. But also actually during this whole thing, Kieran, I also found out that I have other precarious teeth that need looking at. Um, uh, if I don't act and get a Visalign, uh, I could be in a place where my jaw sort of basically ends up like a Simpsons character. I'll have like quite a domineering upper mouth. Um, so uh, yeah, so actually, I've um, yeah, it, it was it was a it, it happened for the right reasons basically. Um, and actually, I'm sorry to hear that you know you've been going through some other stuff, bud. Um, when it comes to sort of uh, I don't know why I said bud then made me feel a little bit like I don't know. It makes me <laughs> sad that you've been going through some other stuff, but. You know what? Um, as someone who, who's who's had those those issues and and stuff, that come, they do come to you at the weirdest of times. And you know, like I say, when it when it comes to my tooth, that happened. It was kind of frustrating to walk around with uh, for a while. But I sort of uh, 
Yeah, I realised that actually no one else noticed it but me. I was, you know, that thing, you know, that weird thing we can get, you can get so sort of like indulged with your own hangups and so like worried about how you might look or how something, it, you know, because that's just natural. But I was really, really focused on it. And any time I talked to someone, if every, because we're doing these Zoom meetings at the moment. So every time you're doing a Zoom, I was really conscious about closing my mouth in a certain way because I thought the tooth was hanging out like an inch below my upper mouth. <laughs> And no one noticed it unless I mentioned it. And I'd mention it to everyone going, like, I'd be in really important Zoom meet meetings. And I'd just open up by going, uh, guys, just so everyone knows, um, I've had quite a sort of bad situation with my front tooth. So it's a lot longer than the other one. And no one had noticed it. But yeah, I'd sort of raise that thing, it's, which I find a quite interesting, in, interesting way that we are as humans, that we, we sort of, it's almost just that thing of just sort of like pushing forward your own sort of frailties, just so other people know, <laughs> notice them. And don't jump on the show. I, I just had this sort of morbid fear that sort of like go on and go, oh my God, here he is, buck, yeah. buck teeth. <laughs> no one did. Just saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a very, it's, a very, it's a very human thing to do. Um, what I would say is, uh, Tom, is that you, you have to, absolutely have to, stop describing what your dentist did to you as sensual. Uh, now, while, while you've been talking, I, I looked up the definition because I've been caught, it's a, I've been caught out a few times on this. So the definition of sensual, which is what you, if I can cast my mind back to your, the beginning of your, uh, your dentist monologue here, you said he was very caring and very sensual. Uh, sensual means definition relating to or involving gratification of the senses and physical, especially sexual pleasure. Oh shit. Really? <laughs> I thought sensual was like another word for being like nice and caring and like having a decent bedside manner. Well, it is having a nice, decent bedside manner, but it's as you're pegging the other person. <laughs> Genuine. I've used sensual in that way for a long time. Mm. That's why I stepped in and said something, because it's got to the point now where it's so high risk for me uh, to pick you up on stuff because I might be wrong, that a lot of things I hear I've started to let go. But with, with regards to sensual, I absolutely I can't, you know, I love you too much to let you say that to other people. Yeah, I've just had a flashback of when I finished the, with the dentist last time and went down and the receptionist asked me how it went and that's how I described it to her. And, and, and let me tell you what she thinks happened. She thinks that you got your tooth replaced with a proper size tooth and then he gave you a hand job. You know, the worst thing about this situation is I'm now just tracking back in other times of like the descriptive word of sensual. Yeah, well, there you go. Because I've also used it as, you know, as a word that I just like it as a word, and I just thought, "Wow, fuck." Okay, okay. Um, do you want to give some advice to Kieran, or I'm just going to think, so uh, think about what's happened? Well, he was more asking for. I think he was more asking for an update on on your teeth, actually. But um, oh, well, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you've got more bang for your buck there. But what I would say, uh, Kieran, is I would echo what Tom said. I'm absolutely delighted you've got the the help you needed, mate. I, I had a I had a similar thing where. It took a, a, a bit of an incident for me to go and get help. So I'm glad that's happened to you, mate. All right. Well, look, Tom, thank you so much for doing this bonus episode. Next week, I don't even know what to tell you. Tom's internet is going to be so fucking rapid. I don't know. What date are you getting it done? Mate, I, I'm just going to say, guys, you, it's going to be so exciting next week because me and Rom, we're going to be recording on a Saturday, but me and Rom are filming together on the Friday and the Sunday. Um, so it's really exciting. There's going to be real, you know, tales and gossip from the set and sort of, you know, we'll actually be together. 
So yeah, yeah it's I actually imagine it would be me sort of a little bit sort of browbeaten because of the way that Tom's been treating me on set. <laughs> so I look forward to that. Um, okay, thank you very much, brother. Yeah, love you, my bro. And and also everyone, a lot of shout outs going to Red Bull Rom. Everyone's new favourite version of Rom. So uh, yeah, here's the Red Bull Rom. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.